Welcome to another episode of Salvation Solutions. I am Aviance. I am Aramis. And I'm Pastor D. So in this podcast, we're talking about the spirit of faith, which you really want to hit on hearing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's start with that then. Right. Well, the spirit of faith, and as we've been going through our faith life series, um, is one of the most important aspects of of faith and how we operate in faith. The Lord gave me this revelation several years ago when he told me, teach my people faith. And it's a faith life. It's a lifestyle. And what goes into the different components and aspects of faith is is crucial for us to understand if we're going to get the benefits out of our faith life. Remember, we talked about it in one of the episodes that faith was God's mechanism or is God's mechanism for us to tap back into the power source of the grace of God, which embodies all that the kingdom represents and all the power that he has for us. Remember, Adam lost kingdom. He lost power. He lost authority. He lost dominion. He didn't lose religion. He didn't lose heaven. He didn't lose anything outside of the power and the government that God gave him to govern the earth through the giftings that God had given him, through the anointing that was upon his life, through the grace that God has for him. That's what Adam lost. So if that's what Adam lost, that has to be what Jesus came to restore, was the power mandate, the dominion mandate, the authority mandate that's upon our life. That's what Jesus came to restore. Faith is the conduit, is the mechanism, is the bridge that connects us to the grace that is empowered that is designed to empower the believer into coming into all that God has for us. Well, all of that is predicated on hearing. We talked about that. Hearing, hearing, hearing. It's important for us to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to have an ear to hear. In Romans, uh, it talks about how can they, how can they believe except they hear? Have somebody come preach to him. How can one preach unless he be sent? Well, hearing is is critical. And I wanted to emphasize that in this first phase of discussion as we go into faith and what faith is all about and the spirit of faith, because the spirit of faith, the order of that begins with um, hearing, believing and I'm sorry, hearing, believing, speaking and experiencing. Uh, I think it's Colossians that talks about the operation of faith, right? Faith has an operation to it. And that operation is hearing, believing, speaking, experiencing. If we don't hear, then we can't believe. If we don't believe, then we can't speak. If we don't speak, we won't experience, right? <laughs> that, that is the true nature of what faith is, how faith functions, the operation of what faith is all about. And so once we understand that, now we can go on to the other dynamics of faith, which we've been presenting over the last month or so when it comes to the different components of faith. The spirit of faith is of utmost importance. This is the, this is the mechanism for manifestation of the promises that God has for you. The spirit of faith. Your salvation, your, your experiencing God in the way you've experienced him to get to the place where you are, wherever you are, came through the mechanism of you hearing, believing, speaking, and experiencing. In Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 says, um, with the mouth, I mean, with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That word confession means to say what you heard the same way you heard it, to say what you heard the same way you heard it, the same way you heard. I mean, say what you heard the same way you heard it. That's what it means to confess. I know religion will tell you confession means, you know, going up to the altar and crying for two or three days and going through all of that. And there is a place for confession, but not the Catholic 
in the Catholic way of confession. That's not biblical confession at all. That confession has to do with declaring and saying what the word of God says about you. Right. Saying what it is that God says about me. I'm not a sinner, but I know I missed the mark. I'm not going to miss the mark no more. Right. That's the idea behind confession. So the spirit of faith we launched from Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 13 verse. Paul was talking about quoting from actually Psalm 116, verse 10. He was saying that the same way Jesus. And if you know Psalm 116, verse 10, Paul was quoting from that particular Psalm in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 13, where he says, I believe. Therefore, have I spoken in Psalm 116? It says, I believe and therefore have I spoken. And I was greatly afflicted. Jesus was talking about he believed what was revealed to him of himself. He spoke it. And he was greatly afflicted because of it. He spoke it. See, what we don't understand is Jesus's cross experience and all of the and, and the um, and the hearing and all of the, the trials and all that he went through had nothing to do with religion. It was all about government. Right. It was all about government. What was it that got him in trouble when he said to Pilate, I'm a king. All that other stuff he ignored. When he was asking him all the mother questions, he, he paid that stuff no attention. But the moment his kingship was questioned, he said, if that's what you say. For that. Remember, 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 remember the, the Jews start shouting when they when they realized Pilate wasn't going to get him in trouble for their religious job. They start shouting. He said he was our king. And if he says he's our king, that's a threat to see this kingdom. He said, oh, we got to do something now. I got to do something to him now. So it wasn't about religion at all. It was about him coming with his kingdom and declaring his kingship. And that is what got Jesus in trouble when he declared he was the son of God and he was a king. That's when he was greatly persecuted. Paul was coordinated. He says the same way Jesus believed and he spoke. He said, we also believe and therefore speak. He said, we have in the same spirit of faith. That's what it says in some in uh, in second Corinthians four, chapter four, verse 13. We have in the same spirit of faith. I believe and therefore speak. He said, we also believe. And therefore, what we speak. So the spirit of faith is speaking what you believe. Did you have a question? So question. <clears throat> I actually have two questions. <clears throat> now, my number one question is, what if someone grew up hearing ill things about themselves? That wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Is it then hard for that person to hear right from God? And then my second question is, is there ever a time where you may hear, hear something from God, but God may not want you to, to speak it at that moment? Like, is, is, is there a place to speak out what you hear and a place when to keep it within your spirit? Yes, yes. Both of those, uh, I would say, to answer the second question first, yes, there is a time where God would speak certain things to you. Uh, and it, it could be, you know, as it relates to someone else prophetically, there's certain things that God will reveal to you, certain things that God will show you, or maybe, maybe share with you that it, it's a time and season for everything. Um, on one end, but on the other end, when it comes to your faith life, when it comes to the things that you believe in operating in faith, there's, that's, that's, there's no time frame for that, right? Remember, God operates outside of time. We have to learn to operate outside of time as well. We have to learn to see things from the perspective that God sees them outside of time. There is no time in the spirit, right? So when God speaks something to us as it pertains to the faith life we've been called to live, you start speaking that thing now and you say it as much as you possibly can. Right. So the second question was, the, I mean, the first question had to do with um, when you hear something or if you hear something when you were younger, uh, is, is it, it is it harder? Right. So so th that's a great question, because now we get over into the idea of the renewing of the mind. Most believe most people, believers grow up in a religious setting. 
because our westernized faith is so is so religious, religiously oriented and so rooted in 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 the Christianity, I, Christian ideals that that have their root in in in, in the Protestantism, which has its root in Catholicism. You know, it, it, we have to we have to really work through a lot of the things that we 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 really believe and, and function and operate in today. So a lot of what we go through, the mind has to be renewed, including if you were younger outside of salvation and you were told things about you that weren't true. You were said things to you that that shouldn't have been said to you. Now we have to go through a reprogramming. That's all the renewing of the mind is. It's a reprogramming. It's a fresh download. You know, it's a cleansing and a purifying. And then there's a there's a, a refreshing and a renewing. There's a, 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 new, a learning anew about who you are in Christ Jesus. Everything about you now is in Christ. I don't care what mama said. I don't care what daddy said. I don't care what uncle said. I don't care what brother said about you when you was growing up. All that stuff is hogwash. Throw all that stuff out the window. Now it's about me reading what the word of God says about me. Me hearing what the word of God has to say to me. He, me hearing who, who God says that I am and what I can do. That's what it's about. A reprogramming. That's why he said, listen, until your mind has been renewed, you can't even know what the will of God is. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God. You can't know that until the mind is renewed. So until your mind is renewed to a certain degree, you need to have somebody in your life that can speak to you, that can talk to you, that can reveal to you the, the foundations of what the will of God is for you now, that you're a believer. So would, because, you know, we always say God is always speaking, but would you say that that person may not be able to hear until their mind is renewed? Or would, would they still be able to hear even if their mind isn't renewed quite yet? No, no, no. There's a degree. So there's a degree. It's like, it's like as you grow, it's just like the natural. Uh, um, Alessandra right now, she's what, seven, six, mm -hmm. seven. seven years old, right? So there's certain things you can talk to her about. She can hear those things. Yeah. But now you start talking to her about engineering and, 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 and stuff you do. She ain't ready for that. She can't hear that. I mean, she might act like she, she might smile in your face. Hey, <laughs> daddy, daddy, daddy. Then she's going to run off and draw on the board somewhere, yeah. right? She's going to do what she do. But she ain't really hearing that, right? You can try to, you can try to, you know, talk to her about it, but hearing is progressive. There's a growth aspect to it. So there's certain things you'll be able to hear, but there's certain things you can't. Remember Jesus said that he said, man, I got a lot to say to y'all. Man, I want, I can talk to y'all all night long, but you ain't ready for it. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, man, I can talk to y'all all night long. I got so much more I want to talk to y'all about, but you ain't ready for it. You ain't ready for it. So there's a time that God will reveal certain things to you and there's a time where he won't. But what you, what you hear and your ability to hear is, is dependent upon being able to recognize his voice. We, we, I mentioned it earlier. I didn't go into the details because we went into another podcast. We went into the details about how hearing is developed, right? The logos. Until, you, until you've read the written, then you can't receive the rhemas or the spoken. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by, by, by every word, the spoken word. It was always God's intention for man to live by that which was spoken, not that which was written. Even though that which was written contains that which is spoken, but it, you can't just go and, and grab a piece of the written and try to apply it to your life. That's not faith, right? That's presumption. Well, the spoken is what leads you into that which is written. You got to have a spoken though. That's interesting because I feel like I was watching, you know, the show Black Love. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was watching Black Love, and um, a Christian woman ended up marrying someone who just called himself spiritual. So of mm. course he he questioned a lot of things in the Bible, which for her said was good for her because she had to question herself: Why do I think this way? Why do I believe this way? And she said that no, the. Uh, husband said some of the things that he felt in the Bible, he said, you know, some of the things that goes on in life, you can't really find there. 
So would would you say, as as you just said, that we have to go on the spoken and not just the written, would you say there are some things that pertains to life that are not written and it has to be spoken? Not at all. Okay. The Bible says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything in the word. We may not have been able to find it, but everything that's that everything that everything that how can you say it? everything that happens in life, I guess, everything that has to pertain to life and living life um, in the earth, there's a word for like every it covers everything It's in there because life is based on concepts. Concepts are determined by precepts, right? Precepts. The word pre means the word pre means before set means to think or thought. Right. There's there's an there's an origin to your thought. Right. So precepts. People build their concepts off precepts. We have to understand that precepts is how life is lived, right? So everything that has to do with life, you're going to find in there. Even fallen man, you know, who've come up with some very perverted things to do, it's, it's in the word of God. You just got to be able to, you got to search it out. You got to search it out. So um, I would definitely say that everything that has to do with your life in the earth is in the word of God. It is written. Yeah, it's written. It's in the word of God. Okay. So I want to jump into some of the people who, who believed and who spoke and who experienced. I don't think I did that in the right order, Papa Dean. You That's said okay. Hearing, no, hearing, hearing believing, believing, speaking, speaking experiencing. experiencing. Okay. Exactly. So we have some people in the Bible that we want to go through. So why don't you start with Abraham? Well, Abraham, um, I'm talking about when we talk about faith, um, we always go back to Abraham. Like he's the beginning. He's the father of faith. And you have to go back to him. And he spoke something um, during his ultimate testing of Isaac that that exemplified believing and speaking when they were on their way to the mount that God showed them the place where his provision was he said to the servants who walked with him and Isaac he says listen y'all boys sit right here me and my lad we're gonna go up to the mountain we're gonna worship God and we'll be back that's a powerful statement mm -hmm. knowing that God said listen I want you to go and kill your son up there I want you to take him out like, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> but we'll be back. Well, we'll be back. <laughs> See, he believed, he believed God was going to raise him from the dead. We went through that all already. He believed God, was, God has shown him he's going to raise him from the dead. Even if he come, he, he believed what he spoke. He believed, listen, some kind of way, even if I kill him, me and my lad, we're coming back. Mm -hmm. See, he spoke what he believed, the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is how we bring the past and how we see things manifested. It's the spirit of faith. Speaking what you believe. When it comes to your business, you know, I've known you, you're speaking things now. You're saying things about business. You're speaking things about uh, into your business. And it's going to happen because you what you believe, what God has spoken to you as it pertains to business. Mm -hmm. How does that how does that relate? Well, what, whatever God has called us to. We receive a word, we hear it, and now we speak it forth as we speak it. Part of us speaking it. And and one of the things that that came to me last week was. There's power in the spoken word. There's power in the spoken word and the power contained in the spoken word. The first aspect of the power that's in the spoken word is to create. Is to create. The spoken word is the creative force that God gave man to create his world. By faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Your words frame your surroundings. It frames your life. It gives it, it creates the framework that you're going to live life in. It starts with your words. It's the power to create. It's the power to frame and it's the power to demand. He said this to, to, to Job. He said, he said, he said, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. So what you decree, what you speak establishes or be, be, gets established in your life. 
the spirit of faith operates by believing what you speak. I know what you believe by what you say. You can't hide the spirit of faith. You can't, you can't, you know, uh, protect the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is evident by how you speak. If you speak in death, if you speak in what you can't do, if you speak in what you ain't, if you speak in what you don't have, then I know you're not in faith. How much of, how much of, how, how, hmm, I want to structure this question the right way. Mm -hmm. How, how important is it or how important of a role does relationship play in faith? Because I'm listening to you talk about this and, 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 and when you go back to, to what happened with Abraham, he, he had a mindset of God is not just going to kill my son and leave him dead. Mm -hmm. But that's because he knew God's heart. He walked with him. Right. He walked with it was relationship. Him. Right. So that, that was the precept right. to the concept of you got it. we'll be back. You got it. Amen. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, he said, amen, walk before me and be thou perfect. So he walked with God, right? Relationship is the most important. Imagine you trying to hear me talk about faith if you don't know me. Imagine you as a stranger and not a son trying to hear what I got to say. Right. Like you're not around me enough to hear what I got to say. You're not close enough to me to hear what I got to say. The first thing God told Moses to tell Pharaoh was what? Not go tell Pharaoh, let my people go so we can go right to the wilderness. I mean, right to the promised land. He said, no, tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may come and worship me. Like that's the, that's the, like worship, worship in the spirit is like, it's like, it's like the bedroom for the husband and wife. It's like the highest level. It's the highest level. It's the highest level. I was fine until you it's started doing level. your little giggle. We got to get there. We got to get there. He made me laugh. He I made me laugh. No, because I was completely fine. He made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he couldn't hold it. He was trying to hold it. <laughs> but no, that's what it is. It's that's the highest right. level. I, I accept it. He was trying to get it. I'm fine with you that. You was good. You had yourself. You was holding it together good. I was, right? I was, I was trying. Good. I tried. You I tried to hold it. I was going to get to that level. <laughs> I was completely no, fine. No, but that's what it is. Like he said, come on, I, I, I want to be in love with you. I want to connect with you on a higher level. Level. Come on out there. Now, now that you're worshiping me, now that you we like that, now we can talk. We call it pillow talk. We call it pillow talk in, in, in the marriage world. It's pillow talk. Nothing like that pillow talk, man. Right. So moving on. Oh, moving so on, David moving on. spoke. Right, let's go. <laughs> David spoke what he believes regarding Goliath. So yes, think he about did. That. Yeah. Okay. So David now, David. Oh man, David, listen. When it came to Goliath, remember David walked up on the scene? Goliath was punking them boys off. He was telling them, them boys are scared, man. Them boys, man, they wouldn't go out there and deal with it. He was calling them out. David said, what? What? Who is this talking like that? <laughs> talking to the people of God like that. Who is this uncircumcised? Who is this boy that ain't got no covenant, no relationship, that don't know God like we know him? Who is this talking like that? He let the wrong person hear him talking crazy, mm. right? And he went to the people and said, what? what? Y'all going to allow this? What? Don't y'all know? This is the army of the living God, right? So David, then David got a witness. He said, he said, they said, well, David, listen now. The king said, whoever don't deal with him, they folks ain't got to pay taxes. He going to give him a woman. And they're going to be free. All they're going to give him a woman. Now, that woman was a motivator. Said <laughs> so they're going to give him a woman. <laughs> this is getting closer and closer than Abby walking off the that stage. I'm telling you right now. Tell me that anyway. I'm giving you Bible. I'm giving you okay, Bible. Okay, Papa D, that's fine. I'm going to okay. give you a woman. And I'm going to give you some wealth. Uh -huh. A woman and wealth is what I'm going to give you. David said, What? Man, where the king at? Let me go talk to the king. <laughs> you going to do what? He said, Listen. King looked at him. He was all small and ruddy. He couldn't do it. The king looked at him. Man, how you going to go do this? He said, Listen. The Lord that I serve. When I was out there keeping my few sheep, lion came along. I wouldn't have got the, I wouldn't have got the, the sheep out of the lion's paw. Bear came along. 
Listen, he said, the same way the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he's going to deliver me out of the hand of this uncircumcised Philistine. David spoke what he believed. He mm -hmm. entered into the spirit of faith. But that, again, is speaking to what Aramis was saying. Like, it was because of that relationship he had with him. Yeah, man, you got to be a man after his heart. You got to want his heart, man. You got to want no God's heart. All this other stuff, listen, everything comes back to intimacy. Everything comes back to intimacy. Everything. He, God is not going to give you anything, going to bring anything into your life that's going to pull you away from him. I was, I was sharing with my girl the other night. Uh, other night. The other day, we was in here talking, and she, she had her face in the phone, right? And so I'm talking to her. She was, you know, she was trying to hide. I'm, I'm seeing it in the phone. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, like. You know I'm ardent, right? I'm a floor director. I said, like, you know I'm ardent, right? I don't know what you mean. I said, I'm ardent. <laughs> I ain't with that. I'm giving you Bible. That's what God said. Everything is Bible with him. It's Everything Bible. he does now God is said, supported by Bible. God said, it said, I'm jealous. Yes. The word jealous doesn't mean ardent. It means to permit no rivals. I want undivided attention. I want it all. I want everything about you. I, I mean, the love, I love you. I mean, listen, love two away to all the space. I don't want no space. I want undivided attention. I'm ardent. I want it all. And that's what God is. He wants all your love. He wants all your time. He wants all your attention. He's ardent because he got something he wants to say to you. He got some things he want to give to you. He got some things he want to take you, some places he want to take you. But he can't do that unless you give him your undivided attention. Right. We got folks that's, you know, halfway paying attention to God, halfway serving God, halfway worshiping God. Got one foot over here and one foot over there. No, you need to give him all of it first. David gave him everything. They said, I give you everything. And, I, and, and when I give you my all, you're going to give me your all. You give me everything, I'm giving you everything. And that way they was able to go places that no other man went. Write songs. No, no, folks don't even understand half the stuff David talking about. Because see, it's see, deep crowd under deep. When you go deep in love, like you go deep in love, then you'll be able to understand the language of love at a deep place. Right? Most folks are what I call out-of-court believers. Right? They're out-of-court folk. They ain't close to them at all. Some folks, holy place. Some folks, most holy place. See, the holy place, the holy place is the place where the voice of God was released. Most folks can't hear the voice because they live in, they are out of court. Out of court folks got to hear the voice from outside. Somebody else got to tell them what God is saying. Holy place folks, they're getting closer. They hear a little sometimes. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Holy place folks, they hear all the time. You got to be in that place of worship all the time. He's worshiping. He wants you to worship all. Uh, like, 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 um, uh, Jesus said like this, pray without ceasing, right? Religion will tell you that means you got, you got, you got to become a monk. That's religion, man. Throw that stuff out the garbage. Out the window. Throw that stuff in the garbage. No, that means, that means all I got to do is I got to plug in. Just think of plugging in. Once I plug in, it may take you five minutes to plug in. It may take you an hour to plug in, depending on what you got to work through in your soul. But once I plug in, I can get up and go on about my day. That's how Jesus lived. He lived by the Spirit. It ain't about you, you know, being in the prayer closet for 24 hours. You can't function like that. that's impractical. That's disempowering. No, plug in. Listen, I wake up in the morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. <laughs> flood. I can feel it. It's just like a flood. Sometimes I got to go. And I got to get up and I got to go and I got to praise God. I got to worship God. I got to listen to a few songs. I got to pray. I got to quote the word. Then I feel that thing kick in. Then I get up. Say, Lord, got some other stuff you want me to get to in the prayer. But no, that's it. So we got We just got to get to the place to where David entered into the spirit of faith. He lived in the spirit of faith because he, he was that intimate man. The spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is what enables you. What enables you to rise above the distractions. It enables you to soar above the obstacles. The spirit of faith is in, in Romans. It talks about um, the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. 
has set me free from the law of sin and death. There's two forces, two laws at work. Well, the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, functions as the law of lift. And the law of sin and death operates as the law of gravity. There's only one law that supersedes the law of gravity is the law of lift. I see that law, that, that law in the spirit of life is the law of faith or is the spirit of faith. Actually, the law of faith, the Bible speaks of faith being a law as well. But the spirit of faith, once you enter into the spirit of faith, now you can enter into the law of faith. Right. But the spirit of faith brings with it the life, the intimacy, the vibrance, the the dexterity, the 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 non-religious way of seeing who God is. And that's the spirit of faith. Uh, Paul said, listen, you got to hear it, believe it, speak it, then you experience it. So David, he did that and he did that. And Caleb was another one. The Bible says Caleb was about, had another spirit on him. Caleb was different. Like you look at Caleb, be like, man, something different. No, something was different about Caleb. Remember when he sent out the 12 spies? Ten of them came back, you know, with an evil report. Talked the whole nation into, into, into staying in the wilderness. The Bible says, I love it. The Bible says Caleb stealed the people. In other words, Caleb said, he said, yeah, hey, y'all, be quiet. Sit down. Cool out. Relax. We are more than able. We are more than able to go and overcome. Why? Because he had the spirit of faith on him. The Bible says this in John. He says, he says, I speak to you little sons because he says, and this is and this how we overcome the world? Even our faith. This is the victory that we have over the world. Even our faith. See, our faith is what brings us into the victory that God has for us, which is another podcast. We're going to talk about the victory of faith. And so the spirit of faith, though, is speaking what you believe. Caleb spoke what he believed because he spoke what he believed. He still got his inheritance even after all the rest of them had died off. Can you ever can you ever speak in faith either, even if you didn't hear something? <laughs> I would say no to that because faith. Faith doesn't begin until after you've heard, which is one of the biggest misconceptions people have and don't understand about faith. Is you can't, the Bible says it like this. We got to go back to Abraham. It said, Abraham believed what? That which was spoken. All people run around all the time talking about what, what I believe, what I believe. And I always ask people, well, why you believe that? Well, the Bible say, okay, but, but I know what the Bible say. But did God say it to you? I know what the Bible say. I know what the written say. Why do you believe that God wants you to start a business? Because somehow, some way, God has communicated that to you via the spoken word. He's communicated it to you. Why do you believe that? Have you heard something? Like me and a brother, me and a brother was praying about some things, and he said this most important thing. He said, brother, we're not moving until we hear something. We're not doing a thing until we hear something. You got to hear something first. Faith doesn't begin. Believing doesn't begin until you hear something. Jesus said, man shall not live by the bread alone, but by the proceeding. You live by the proceeding word. You don't live by the written. You live by the spoken. It's always been that way. Adam, go all the way back to Adam. Well, that's interesting because I feel I feel like if if someone is in, entering into our faith and if they're renewing their mind by the written, it's not OK for them to just start speaking out of faith because of their renewed mind. They always have to hear something first. Speaking what out of faith? Like, you know, um, so, so, so let's say, let's talk about the same person who grew up and was mm -hmm. talked about whatever. So now with, with the re renewing mind, now they're speaking like, no, I can overcome this depression that I've been having all my life. Like, even if God didn't say you can, can, can they still say that? Well, they, they can still say, no, no, you can still say it. You okay. can still say it in that sense. Uh, you can still say like, like there's, there's an aspect of, of, you know, uh, faith that, that speaks to. That speaks to you saying stuff you read, right? 
So, so let me say it like this. So, so there's, 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 the, there's the general believing, in a sense, but then there's the next level of believing, in a sense, right? That, that, that's, that's, that's the God kind of faith, right? So, so the measure of faith has been dealt to every man. So the measure of faith is designed to grow into great faith. So the measure of faith has been dealt to, that's the initial, that, that measure actually means just enough, small amount the least that I can give you, enough to get you into where you wanted to go. Now, that measure of faith, you know, is what you use to get saved. Now, from that, you start reading your Bible and you start coming across scripture. Now, you can say those, you can say what's written. You can say what's written, right? You can speak what's written. And that's part of you hearing it. That's part of you getting it in you as well, right? That's part of it getting it down in, into your heart, right? It's confessing it, quoting, that's part of getting it in your heart. But now what's in the heart, what's in the heart has to be animated or has to be energized by what's spoken to you. Until you get it in you like that, you don't have really a ear to hear what's being spoken. So part of that is, is a part of getting it in you. More than it is, more than it is living by faith. You gotta get the word in you. Like, like you gotta get it in you, you gotta get it in you, you gotta get it in you, once you get it in you, now you're developing in the here. Now when the voice speaks, now you recognize it. That's why Jesus said, not everybody, listen, not everybody gonna be able to recognize my, only my sheep hear my voice. Not everybody can hear the voice, but sheep were those who were, they, I mean, they stay connected to the, to the shepherd, right? And we stay connected to the shepherd by knowing, by reading the written. So you can, as you just said, no, no, you want to, that's part of the practicing and developing it into here is saying what you read. Whether or not you hear it in the sense of God speaking to you or not, it's written. So you can, you can confess it, you can quote it, you can say it. But what you can't do is take what you read and, and, and try to apply it to your life the way you think it should be applied to your life, mm -hmm. which, was, which is what most people do. And that's not faith at all. Okay. So in the last five minutes, is there anything, do you, do you want to talk about the woman with the issue of blood and how, and how she believed and how there's power in the spoken word? You want to end it real quick in this five minutes? Well, um, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. So the woman with the, woman <laughs> with the issue of blood, she, she again, she represents, she represents great faith. Yeah. She represents um, the spirit of faith. Right. The Bible says she heard. I think I, I think uh, it's, it's, it's in three It's in three. Actually, I think I use Mark the fifth chapter, but it says she heard she heard of Jesus. That's important. But I said she heard of Jesus. What she whatever she heard of Jesus, she began to say to herself in regards to Jesus. Whatever she said. And I believe I know what she heard. Matter of fact, I know what she heard. Um, she heard what Malachi said about Jesus. The Bible says, when the son of righteousness shall appear, he shall he shall he shall appear with healing in his wings. The healing in the wings means the borders of the garments, right? That's why she said, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Because it was prophesied through Malachi that when the son or the Christ or the king would arise, that he would have healing in the borders of his garments. So she heard that of Jesus, that he was the king and that he would come with healing in the wings of his garment. So she kept saying, all I got to do is touch the hem of his garment. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, she, she believed she spoke. Now, another thing, another thing that's very important for us to understand. The Bible says it like this. Every idle word that men shall speak, he shall be held accountable for. By thy words, thou shalt be justified. By thy words, thou shalt be contemned. Now, this is a scripture I hear people stumped about. I mean, you preachers tripping over this scripture all the time, right? They're saying all kind of crazy stuff. But the idea of an idle word, the word idle means unemployed. It means a word that's not put to work, a word that's not, that's not, that doesn't have the proper effect or the design effect 
that God intended for you to have. An idle word is a word that's not followed up with corresponding action. That's what James was talking about. He says, oh, y'all just idle. Y'all just talking idle stuff. That's just religion. That, ain't, that don't mean nothing. An idle word is when you hear a word and you speak it, but you don't have the corresponding actions connected to it. This woman heard of Jesus. She said, all I got to do is touch the hem of his garment, but she had action connected to what she was doing. She started moving folks out the way. She started kicking folks. She says, get out my, she started pressing through folks. Now, I remind you, this woman was putting her life on the line. She's supposed to be running through that talking about unclean, unclean, unclean. This woman had the worst aspect of sickness that you could possibly. She was, she was bleeding uncontrollably. Like, like, don't play with, don't, don't you touch me. You bleed, you got an issue. She wasn't supposed to touch folks at all. If she hadn't got healed, she would have got stoned. Because she was supposed to be saying, screaming unclean, unclean. But faith, the spirit of faith, would deny, wouldn't keep her, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't allow her to be denied, wouldn't allow her to be stopped because she entered into the spirit of faith. When you speak a thing, when you start saying things, then your actions, your thoughts, your mind, your, your, your resources all begin to gather together. When you start saying things, that's why you got to say it. Even if you don't see it, you got to say it. God called it things which be not as though they were because they are in his world, in his mind, in his existence. They are. And when you start speaking those things, you start saying those things. Everything about your 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 spirit world, everything about your soul, everything about your your conscience, everything about your resource all begin to come to the forefront. They all begin to come into play. Even the angels of the Lord begin to move in, on your behalf. The angels that's assigned to you begin to do things in the spirit to bring to pass what you said. That's why the spirit of faith is so important, because we can we can make a we can have an impact on a, on a, on a world or the two worlds we live in. And we can see them come together and I can experience it. The woman, the woman with the issue of blood, she did that. She did that. She operated at a level of faith that, and, and the spirit of faith that enabled her to get the manifestation of all that she desired. I love it. I love it. This part, when, after she touched him, she said, wait a minute. Somebody, somebody didn't touch me. The disciple, Peter, my boy Peter was like, Lord, what you mean somebody didn't touch you? You see all these folks? He said, Peter, listen, man, be easy. I, I, somebody done tapped into me. He said, I felt virtue go out of me. That word virtue is the word for zoe, life, right? Faith access the grace, the life that Jesus had for her. Faith is how we access it. The spirit of faith is how we manifest it. The spirit of faith is how we get, how we get the virtue out of our salvation that God has already put into our salvation. It's by faith that she tapped into it. She said, he said, he said, looked around and said, look, there she go right there. She touched me. He said, don't worry, sis. I know, I know you put your life on the line, but that faith has made thee whole. That faith has made thee whole. It's by faith, right? So we have to, we have to understand the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is, is as, as it relates to manifesting what God has for us, is the most important component of faith. It's understanding how you got to hear, believe, speak, so that you can experience once you do those things, then you'll be walking in the spirit of faith and you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be walking in the kingliness that God has called you to walk in and you'll be able to manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest. But this is, this is what we call the spirit of faith. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got a few minutes. Yeah. We good. We good. Come on. <laughs> so, so real quick, real quick. Go ahead. Um, so how, how much, how much more important is it then? Because I posted, I posted about this on Facebook yesterday. I think it was. How much more important is it then that we make sure that we are naming our children in that same spirit? Man. Because with, with Ali and Ray, Ray Raylan's name is, is Servant King. Mm -hmm. And Alessandra's name means Defender of Man. Mm -hmm. And 
you can see it in in their spirit. Right. You can see it in the way that they operate. Right. Right. So so if we are if we are paying more attention to that and making sure that what we name our children as they are brought into this world, we're we're kind of ensuring the spirit that they'll operate in. Mm-hmm. From, in from that, right. Amen. That's that's very that's very very um, kingdom like what you said. Very biblical. You know. Uh, we should name our children by the spirit. Yeah. Right? We should name them in a way that represents the, the outcomes of their life. I know children become what you call them, right? A lot of times they may not know what that means, but they become what you call them. So when you call them, when you call them servant king, then he'll, be, he'll end up being a servant king. When you call her a defender of man, then she'll end up being a defender. Children, names represent character and nature and origin and all those things, biblically speaking. That's why, you know, we advocate for biblical naming, right? I know we, you know, we, I, you know, we name my children whatever now. And some folks name it just, uh, you know, Diabolos or, you know, that's the devil stuff, right? I mean, that's all. It's just, Diablos. Diablos, yeah. 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 Like, so the point is naming, it means a lot. That's why Adam... God took Adam, he, t- he said, I want to see what you're going to call him. Name him. He began to name him, mm. right? He named all the animals and he named them, right? And so, um, it, you know, the, what you name, what you name things really speaks to the outcome of those things. And, and, that's all, and that's all the spirit of faith. That's all in the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith, calling those things which be not as though they were, right? I see something, I see something uh, in the future of my life that God has revealed to me that I'm going to speak into existence. The power of our words, death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love shall eat the fruit thereof. Our, the ministry of our mouth, as my brother Gene calls it, the ministry of your mouth is, is, is so important when it comes to manifesting what it is God has for us. That's the spirit of faith. Jesus spoke of his death, his burial, his resurrection as if it was nothing. He's, he, I mean, he operated in the spirit of faith. He talked to his voice about what he saw and what he heard about himself. We quoted, talk about Psalm 16 all the time. Jesus operated in it. Same faith he operated in, we operated in. Same faith God's operating, God, uh, we operate in. Same faith Peter, Paul, James, all those guys operate in, we operate in. Same faith all the sisters and brothers throughout the history of the church operate in, we operate in. It's the spirit of faith. We must speak those things we believe. When we speak those things we believe and we speak them with the same, with the same um, um, power and authority that God spoke them to us in. And that don't mean you got to be standing on top of somebody's chair screaming and hollering. It may come to that though. You, have to, you may have to get there, but that don't mean you have to do that. You can say it just as calm and cool. Listen. I don't believe Jesus was out of, you know, outside of himself. He, listen, peace be still. When he spoke to the winds and waves, he said, peace be still, right? Then he went on, you know, he was asleep at one time, right? So um, the point is, yeah, how we name things, what we say matters. The spirit of faith is the key to you being victorious and overcoming in life. So ending with victorious. So our next podcast is gonna is gonna be about being victorious in faith. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know, um, as things change, I wanna I wanna speak to the um, how our faith overcometh the world. Right. The Bible says this is the victory that we have, even our faith. I wanna I wanna talk about how our faith and what that really speaks to is the combination of the operation of faith. And how we operate in faith and bringing all of these different aspects of faith together, the strength of faith, the source of faith, the might of faith, the sight of faith, the light of faith, the, the, the power of faith, the spirit of faith, the law of faith. We, you know, operating in all these things. And this is how we overcome. Right. Faith is the conduit that brings us into the victory that our salvation has for us.
Okay, good. Yep. So until then, make sure you comment, like, share any questions that you have about your faith. We are here for you. Until next time, be safe and be blessed.